Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, posse. So today, before we get started, I just want to, I know we've been talking about goals, and when I was leaving out the house today, I found one of my old journals, and I opened up the front page, and it's dated January 1st of 2019, but then as I flipped the pages, (laughs) I realized that there were messages from 2018, so I must have written this letter to myself back in for 2018 this for this year to see where I would be. Ooh. So, in the letter, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says that I turned 30, which I did. It says that I started a business. It says that Where's Jess P is getting recognized, and it says that I'm getting invited to events now. Which actually happened in 2018 because I was invited to the event planners Mm -hmm. event. So, writing down your goals actually works. It makes them come true. Ooh, that is awesome. So, as in every podcast, we will start off with our royal moment. Which is when we take the time to acknowledge some of our queens who are doing some amazing things. So... This week's royal moment goes to Ms. Jasmine Kiana Davis, who is the founder of Jasmine Kiana. Now, what is Jasmine Kiana, you may ask? Well, Jasmine (laughs) Kiana is a brand of high heel shoes that will feature built-in sole technology that -hmm. will actually take the impact of each stride and will conform to the pressure point of your foot. Listen, sis, you need a new best friend? Uh, Jasmine, <laughs> call me. We can be besties. Yeah, so this lady, a black woman, may I add, um, created a high heel shoe that she wanted to be beautiful and comfortable at the same time. Mm. So um, actually what happened was she was on a shopping trip in Chicago and she had saved up her money and bought her first pair of designer shoes. So she was really excited about these shoes. And then once she put them on, she said the pain was they unbearable. Was the designer right. shoes are so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, most of them. Mm-hmm. So um, she was like, uh-uh, no, mm-hmm. I didn't spend all this money to right. have my feet hurting in these shoes. And she actually went out, did the research, like tried different materials, tried everything to find a comfortable shoe that also didn't compromise the cuteness of the shoe. And she said, style should not be sacrificed for comfort. Amen, sis. That's true. Thank I you. I heard that word. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Jasmine Kiana, for your invention. Now it's time for our sis second. What's the sis second? The sis second is when we fix some of those raggedy crowns <laughs> that we see around the town. This week's this second goes to this lady. I'm gonna see if I can say this without laughing the whole time because oh, I God. cried for like 30 minutes <laughs> laughing last night. 
goes to, um, I don't know the mom's name, and I certainly can't pronounce the daughter's name, mm. but the Shade Room posted a lady who um, named her daughter with more than a thousand letters in her name in order to beat the Guinness Book of World Records for the, the longest, for the longest name. She got too much time on her hands. Her birth certificate is like a scroll. Like, no. it's so long. And I think I said it was like two feet. Yeah, it's super long. Ridiculous. And I'm going to play you all her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she could hear. But the reason why this is the sixth second is because we have to do better. First of all, mm. this name is not pronounceable. <laughs> <laughs> and some we know that some people nowadays have names that are names that might not get jobs or may not, you know. <laughs> That's one of them because her name don't fit on the application. It definitely don't fit on the essay. She can't even write it. It's you. She don't. But she memorized it. To her child. But she memorized it, though. Does she know how to spell it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. She know how to say it, though. Um, So I'm going to let y'all hear it. What is your name? It's Roshandia, Tanisha, Vishen, Kishan, Simon, Drushalinda, Shakane, Rockwell, Ninja, Shamika, Shanya, Tamika, Shawahini, Mashia, Kani, Satsan, Janish, Marnay, Kunsai, Kikanisha, Devon, Yvonne, Lutani, Sivan, Tay, Kranki, Salaviva, Zafsa, Jessin, Sajave, Loya, Vest, Parkness, and Drekate, Katini, Vishon, or Lee, Vakisha, Wahoo, Lisa, Nathan, Shas, Makwane, Lisa, my middle name is Kunyan, Scotch, your middle name. So we're going to stop there. No, why she sound like she counting in French? No, but that's what I'm saying. That's why a lot of different languages. That so her name, her, her short name is Jamie. Lies. And her last name is Williams. Listen. Lies. So you could just pull okay. out some letters and make Jamie out of that. <laughs> right. I heard like a whole bunch of stuff. So in 2019, we're going to do better with naming our children. Um, You know, I think our parents did a good job of naming us. Giving us, you know, reasonable, decent names that are respectable. Mm-hmm. It's all right. So, <laughs> no, your name is a nice name. You haven't met a grandma, stuff? Jessica? Me neither. Once you become a grandmother, <laughs> there'll be other grandma Jessicas. Yes. But, you know, people do the dash in the middle of the names for L-E-A and call them the dash I've and seen that. A-B-C-D-E, Abacity. Like, come on. Oh, I didn't know it was a way to pronounce that. Yeah, see, that's, like, stop being lazy, parents. Like that's just lazy. They're like you didn't lazy. even try They're trying to be creative. That's but the way ABC, of being creative. A B C D E is just lazy. <laughs> like you couldn't come up with. It's different, okay, Celeste. Right. So everyone. So we're no longer we. So it's nothing wrong with being unique. Like my name, I think is unique. You don't hear a lot of Celestes. I've met a few in my lifetime, but it's pretty unique. But uniqueness. There's a fine line. <laughs> there's a fine yeah. line between uniqueness and. Raggediness. Yeah, right. Raggedy. <laughs> the extra solid letters that somehow. Yeah. yeah. With the apostrophes. <laughs> it's too many apostrophes. Like, yeah. So, so. the solution, if you're going to be unique, at least know how to spell your name. Because homegirl, sis on the shade room, show not how to spell it. Nah, mm. it's no way. So, anyway, you all should check out that post. So, on today's episode, we are going to talk about self love. As a teacher, of sophomore girls in high school, it is so important that self-love is instilled at an early age. And we know that everybody doesn't come from a home where they're taught how to love or shown love, but everybody needs someone to love. And it's so important to first and foremost, know how to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there are so many broken people in this world who are looking to other people for love when 
the love that you need comes, comes from, from within. From within. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't even understand how to be loved if you don't love yourself. Right. You, know? you don't understand you might... how to give love either mm-hmm. if you don't know how to love yourself. You yeah. might find the wrong love. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think loving yourself can get you out of so much drama. And like, I just see these girls always worried about what other people have to say about them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you just know who you are, like, you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about half the stuff that people are saying about yourself. Yeah. Jess, can you um, share a little bit about self-love and your journey and what you've learned? Sure. On today's segment of Where is Jess P? I want to touch on the idea of being able to give love stems from knowing what love feels like and loving yourself first. So I will recommend this to anybody who is in the dating field. And even if you're married, because it still helps because you have to build yourself up. Um, It helps with building your self-worth. Dating yourself. Mm. And I got this idea from Maya's old marriage ministry queen with rings it's not old we're about to meet up again. okay her new <laughs> marriage ministry featuring single jess queens with, rings. <laughs> queens with rings so um someone suggested to date through the alphabet as a single person sometimes i don't feel like waiting on my friends or waiting on a date so i decided to date myself through the alphabet what does that mean so the alphabet. I mean, I know what the alphabet is, but do you like A for apple? So it works this way. It's like A and you take yourself somewhere that starts with an A. So for my A date, I went to Annapolis. I went to oh. um, the Benjamin Banneker Museum. And you were so you cover A and B. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. But no, so I went to the museum by myself. Mm-hmm. And at first, like when I first it pulled up in park, I, I was awkward with it because I'm like, I'm by myself. I'm lonely. Yeah. And then it wasn't so bad. It was peaceful. Yeah. And you probably have to, you have peace and like you can sit there with your own thoughts. You can mm-hmm. sit there with your own thoughts, but then it also forces you to get out of your own shell mm-hmm. because you have to talk to people. Right. And so people see you by yourself, especially if you go to a restaurant, which I did. And I also walked around um, the Annapolis Harbor. Do they yeah. call it the Harbor? I think they call it the yeah. Harbor. Yeah. And it was a nice day that day. So mm-hmm. I just took a walk. And I was by myself, so I'm smiling at people. Right. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? You actually notice other people. Right, right. Yeah. right. So you practice being present because you mm-hmm. have nobody else to talk to but yourself. So you're right. one with your thoughts. And you just basically date through the alphabet. So what, what you do when you get to the end? Start over? Start over, sure. Yeah. That's 26 dates. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the end yet. Oh, okay. Especially yeah. with my schedule. Yeah, you can only Like, do. I have to put that, yeah, if it's not on the calendar, it. it doesn't exist. Exactly. So I have to plan <laughs> date night with myself and then date night with everybody else. Right, right, but right. You, but you made a good point, too, Jess, that not only can you do that when you're um, single, but you can also do it when you're married because right. a lot of times people who are married, sometimes they begin to lose their lose own identity yourself, yep. and who they are. Mm-hmm. So you need to take time for That's yourself true. and to really get into who you are because you're going to continue to grow as a person. You need to get to know who you are. Right. Yeah. Everybody needs some me time. So while you're planning your own me time, just go ahead and date yourself through the alphabet. Okay, so Celeste, um, have you ever dated yourself? Nah. No? Nah. Okay. Well, do you... Know 
Do you plan on dating yourself? I guess I need to start. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be challenging. The letters, I'm just like, finding the I letters. Yeah. But it's anything. So, like, a, I wanted to do aquarium. Oh, that would be fun. Just go to the aquarium and walk around. Yeah, I'd be real park. awkward with it. I'd be awkward. Like, go to Applebee's. Applebee. I'm awkward. She said I'm awkward. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, guys. <laughs> Hello, everyone. But like, it's weird. And then, you know, cell phones, distractions. Yeah. I feel like I would just sit there because right. I feel so uncomfortable and awkward. Like, I'm the weirdo at the bar by myself or at Applebee's <laughs> by myself. And I would sit there on my phone. But you know what? So, I did that the other day. But, um, like, I felt like I was on a date with the Lord. Um, and I had my Bible app out, and I was sitting in Panera, and I sat there and read my scriptures, and I'm like, it was me and the Lord mm-hmm. on the date, so. Yeah. yeah, so the first time, well, after I got out the car, I was like, okay, it's just me and Jesus today. Exactly. We're right. on a date. And I'm just, so I think, like, the Benjamin Banneker had a slavery, like, exhibit. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting to me. So I was just walking through reading. Mm. I think they were closing. And they were like, ma'am, can, can you come on? <laughs> <laughs> you got lost, like, like, lost oh, in the information. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, Celeste, do you have a CB secret for us today that has anything to do with self-love? I do. So in today's segment of CB Secrets, we're going to discuss how self-love can be incorporated into your health and wellness. So a little while ago, I randomly found this book in a grocery store clearance bin (laughs) called The Beauty Detox Power. (laughs) I know. It was just a random bin. And I was like, oh, let me see what's in here. And I found this book. What made you stop and look through the bin for real? I don't know. (laughs) It's just like one of those random things in the store. Anywho... It was calling me. It was calling me. You were moved by the spirit. I was moved by the spirit to find this book by Kimberly Snyder. And so I pull it out from time to time, like on my lunch breaks at work. And it's actually a really powerful book that talks about getting to the root of your weight issues by aligning your mind and body to gain inner and outer beauty. Ooh. Right. Pretty in purpose. Deep. (laughs) Um, so there's just so much, it's so much good information in this book. I wish I could take some of it out and like frame it and hang it around my house or make it like decals on my walls Why can't you? as reminders. Cause I'm not that creative. Yes, do, you are. And you can. You have to be intentional with your Listen, vernacular. I want to pull like every, like every word out of this book and put it around my walls. Like it's that inspiring wow and nothing stopping you (laughs) but there's one so one part of the book that i found that um i think really gets at self-love self-love talks about loving your body and nourishing it from a place of love so all too often we we plot and plan ways to make our body skinnier to fit in a certain size clothes or to make a certain number on the scale show up um but this uh as we know, it's just not an effective approach because we're not getting to the real root of the issue as to, um, you know, what our weight issues are. And we're dieting and we're eating for a number. Right. Instead of eating... disease. And we're feeding our diseases, like we <laughs> talked about last episode. Instead of um, eating out of love for our bodies. So some of us have really deep-rooted issues um, with our eating habits because of what we were fed as a child, or we even carry some of our parents' issues. Some or some of us live in a community that doesn't have fresh foods and fresh vegetables. That, and is, that is very yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and so those like those communities have predominantly packaged and processed foods. Um, so that frames how we eat, which Urban is not necessarily community. healthy and nourishing. Exactly. Yep. 
So now if you're like me, you would say, but my body does love those chocolate chip cookies (laughs) 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 and that ice cream. But I'm sorry to say our body actually does not love those foods because we're just, they're not nourishing us. Um, And I will say the root of my ice cream addiction comes from my mom's. Her relationship with ice cream. Mm. I love ice cream. <laughs> that I picked up. It's a problem. That's Sorry. the only reason I can't give up dairy. That and cheese. Right. <laughs> well, see, and that goes back to, well, maybe. Did your mom have an ice cream addiction? Uh, She liked vanilla bean, but <laughs> she doesn't eat it all the time. And she hates cheese, so I don't know. Oh, she hates so cheese? She hates cheese. What? Mm-hmm. No way. There's no way I can hate cheese. <laughs> Um, so I actually watched this documentary. You know, I love a good documentary. <laughs> it was called um Sugar Coated. Now it was it was on Netflix, but um I think it's available on YouTube now. And it revealed how the sugar industry actually plots to get us addicted to sugar. I believe it. It's really it's true. Yeah. And of course, which of course causes obesity, heart disease, diabetes. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to get real deep, okay? Okay. The parallelism with the manipulation of the tobacco industry is actually really fascinating. Okay. These industries love that we are addicted to their product despite the fact that it's completely unhealthy for us. And it makes them millionaires. Mm -hmm. There's a commercial on right now. I think it's Wendy's um, commercial. And it starts off saying, it's like words come up on the screen. It says, if you have started your New Year's resolution, look away. And I'm like, really? So have I you saw seen that it? commercial. Yes. <laughs> I was real mad. Yeah, it's hilarious. Because you ain't look away. No. Right. <laughs> yes. And so then they showed this like amazingly delicious sandwich, looking yeah. bomb sandwich on a croissant with this bacon. And you know, of course, it never croissant, croissant with this bacon. <clears throat> what is this, Celeste? I'm sorry. A croissant with bacon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the sandwiches never look that delicious in real life. And they, you know, the food industry just doesn't want us to make good decisions. Did you all know, here's another fun fact. Fun fact. Did you all know that 74% of packaged foods in the grocery store are spiked with added sugar? Wow. Oh, I didn't know it had sugar. I knew it had salt. Added sugar. Wow. Yep, Dang. 74%. And of course, these of course, this disproportionately affects our inner cities and lower socioeconomic groups. But right. anyway, I digress on that because that's a whole that's topic a whole of itself. Topic, yeah. So when we nourish our bodies from a place of love, our bodies will respond with an increased amount of vitality and energy and health, and you'll actually realize that you feel much better, and you will achieve sustainable results with your weight and your overall beauty and health. Remember that we are whole beings. So when I say nourish, I'm not just speaking on food. You also nourish yourself with your thoughts. What you think and how you feel really does impact your weight and your inner and outer beauty. Yes. You can do those affirmations in the morning. Exactly. I love you. And that actually, they actually do work. I tried it one morning. I told myself, not in the mirror, because you know I don't do the mirror thing. But I did did say to myself, I said, Celeste, today you're going to lose one pound. And I guess because I said that to myself, my whole mission that day was to continue to eat healthy and stay on track and drink my water. And I worked out that day. And um, the next day I weighed myself and I did lose one pound. So I think it really, you know, those affirmations really get your mind in the... In the game. In the game and in the right frame to really focus on what your goal is that day. Maya, tomorrow you're going to have a million dollars. Okay, Maya, no. All right. (laughs) Well, you got to do a lot of work between now and tomorrow. Okay, and right, to make right. that happen. 
And this, you know, this also goes for the fellas too. You all can be beautiful as well. Yes. You guys handsome, have handsome. Um, well, handsome. You all have skin just like women do. You have hips and thighs and a gut just like we do. <laughs> so, men, you all can nourish yourself from a place of love as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's try to make food decisions out of self-love and not based on our feelings or out of convenience and sometimes just out of laziness. Amen. Now it's time for Maya's motivational moment. You will love yourself more if you focus on who formed you. Now, I'm going straight out of Psalms with this one. So, Psalms 139, 13 through 16. If you have your Bibles, please take those out. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But it reads, NIV version. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, I've read all of those verses to say God formed each and every one of us. He knew us before we knew ourselves and he knows where we're going and he knows what our purpose is. It's important that we love ourselves because God first loved us. And a lot of times we run into issues, I believe, is because when we try to do our own thing and we try to keep God out of it, we end up in situations that we were never meant to be in. Right. And so then that leads us to um, more hurt, more pain. And if you don't know how to properly, I don't want to say pray yourself out of the situation, but if you really don't know how to get your mind right to get yourself out of the situation, a lot of times you fall victim to getting depressed and um, you stop caring for yourself. Mm. But no matter where you are, no matter where you've been, God always had a plan for you. And if you focus on where God wants to take you, He's going to show you who you are supposed to be. And so you should just be loving yourself, knowing that no matter where you are, God already knew your days before you came on this earth. He knew that the paths that you would take, the mistakes that you would make. But ultimately, if you just surrender your life to him, then you will be able to go on the path that he has set for you. And you'll be able to be the person that you were put on this earth to be. And you have to love yourself enough to be able to want to do that. Mm -hmm. And don't be selfish about it because you may be put on this earth to help other people. And so there are so many other people who are waiting on you to answer your calling. Just do it. So pretty much, I believe that if most people would just go to God and see their purpose, then they could be able to see how... You'll be able to see how God sees you. And if you could see how God sees you, then you will love yourself so much more because you are probably, you are worth so much more than you even know you are. You're more valuable than you even know you are. Right, ladies? Yes, correct. Thanks, Maya, for your motivational (laughs) moment for today. Now it's time for us to move into our Ask PNP section. If you would like to ask us a question to be featured on the show, you can send us an email at pretty the letter N, purpose, duh, at (laughs) gmail.com. She's going to remind y'all every episode (laughs) that it's a D at the end. 
Or you can send us a direct message to our Instagram account at pretty underscore the letter N underscore purpose. Duh. So today's question reads, hey, Celeste, Maya, and Jess, love the show. What do you all think about the R. Kelly docuseries? Oh, Lord. Here we go with Something this one. Something told me this was going to come up this <laughs> Yeah, so um, I just want to first say that we commend all of the ladies for coming forward yes. to even express their stories. It takes a lot of courage to do that. And so I commend all of them to go through the trauma and then have to relive it when they're telling the story. So kudos to the ladies. And the families. I'm sure there was a lot for the families to put out on national television right you know right and there's been so many so many opinions about you know mm-hmm. who's at fault is it r kelly who was at fault because he was a victim and they say hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. is it the family who's at fault for allowing their young children to be around him is it the children's fault for opening themselves up to him and you know not getting out of the situation like there's so many different speculations But unless you've been in any of those positions or any of those situations, it's really hard to say what you would actually do. Um, But there, I mean, there are definitely some theories that that make sense. But I will have to say the root cause of all of this is R. Kelly's insecurity. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I think it starts there, right? Like, I think it starts with his... Um, the things that he went through in his life and um, the the um, molestation that he went through. So I think it definitely starts there. And then I think he just... Um, well, maybe it starts when, with whoever molested him. Their right, it even probably goes back even further than that. But also, I think one of the clinical psychologists on the show, um, she had brought up an interesting um ad, or you know perspective um saying that um when people are in those situations they never want to be the victim again so they you know become more dominating and they um they they kind of sort of want to be in control right they no longer yeah. want to be in that victim's position in the future and so that's kind of what they were explaining what that r kelly was suffering from so you know not that it's an you know definitely not an excuse Mm -hmm. but um just sort of um maybe like a little window into his world potentially and i get all of that however he had enough coin he had he had the money to pay all of these people off to not say anything he had the money to pay the police department to pay the people surrounding him to cover up these secrets so why couldn't he pay a psychologist or to get help right well he didn't feel like he needed help no he did he did reach out to i think it was his manager or someone to say he said i can't stop i think it was when he was recording videos but if people don't get him the proper help or if he didn't make the actual step to do it i mean some people know the solution they know that they have a problem but it's like on one side they want to stop and on the other side and it's like an addiction it's an addiction and it amazes me like the gospel songs that he has written. And uh, one in particular, um, Listen by Marvin Sapp, like the words of that song, like they are so powerful. And to know like it was written by Rob, it was like, wow, like Rob. Rob. <laughs> He's Rob now, Robert. Oh. <laughs> like Rob, like you really know the Lord like that. And, and it's just like, wow, like it's, like an angel and a devil right. on one side, yeah. like both speaking to him. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I also fault all the people who are around him because they allowed this to go on for years. Yeah, they were they were enablers. Witnesses to, mm-hmm. yep, they knew what was going on. And if they really had his best interests at heart, they would get him help instead of covering up the secrets. Mm-hmm. And maybe the power of the dollar caused them not to say anything and they valued that more than they valued the lives of these young women or the life of R. Kelly himself. Right. Yeah, a lot of people were afraid to say no. Like, oh, you can't say no to R. Kelly. Like, I was even reading um, another article from another gospel artist who collaborated with him in a song, and people, you know, interviewed him and said, why did you do this song with R. Kelly? And he was like, oh, well, you can't say no to R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. So that seemed like a common theme. Like, oh, you just don't say no to certain people. Yeah, and even I think um, one of the ladies... um, Sparkle has said, even for her video, like everything was his idea. He was just so dominating. Did, yeah. He just like it overpowered everybody everywhere. So mm-hmm. like you said, it was like people just could not say no to him. So, you know, perhaps that's what some of the um, survivors actually is what we should be calling them. Um, some of what the survivors went through or experienced is that he, they, they couldn't say no or they mm-hmm. felt so enticed or something like that, right. you know? I think people fail to realize that I mean, celebrities are people, too. They just have a That's lot of money. That's what I talked about like, with my husband. I said, you know, I think that as a society, we idolize them. Correct. And mm-hmm. we hold them on such a high pedestal that when we, you know, when you you're, you get starstruck. Right. You know, when you're pulled up on that stage, it's like, oh, my gosh, so-and-so pulled me up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And you're starstruck. And you may get fall into a situation, no matter, you know, not, not necessarily in this type of situation but anything that may be dangerous or life-threatening and you're just so blinded by the fact that these people are stars and it's like but they are human too they are human too that's exactly (laughs) they have real life you know they have problems too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that all ties in with our self-love um you know we shouldn't idolize celebrities because again they're people just like we are you definitely should be focused on yourself, loving yourself first. And, you know, if you get a chance to meet your favorite celebrity, that's awesome. But also realize, you know, that you don't have to be disrespected by them. Mm-hmm. Like, you you still are worth everything. Right. You know, just, just being you. You are still God's child. Absolutely. So, we appreciate the SPMP question. Um, we could go on and on for hours about the docuseries. It was really, you know... Eye opening, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's, because yeah. we knew all of that. It's we knew it, but it was the just details. really, really eye opening to really get a, I yeah. guess, a glimpse inside of what people are, what, what some of the survivors went through, right? And the families are go, still going through, right? Well, that's all that we have for today. Until next time, thanks, PMP Posse.